Hello everyone, this is Irliana Samsara back again with another episode of Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology. This is episode 86 and I'm going to talk about Mercury being retrograde right now and not in the usual way because after all Mercury is in the sign of Aquarius for this particular retrograde and Aquarius is about being unique and different so I it is my sincere wish and hope that this is going to be a different conversation that you typically hear about Mercury retrograde. Um, so, um, and I'm, I'm going to just talk about little facts about that. And then I'm going to go into, you know, a little bit about how I used to and how I have learned to uh, actually love Mercury retrograde. And that's not a popular sentiment, you know, definitely an outsider with that one in true Aquarian fashion. And uh, talk about the evolutionary uh, calling that Mercury retrograde in Aquarius is, is asking us to do. And we'll just, it'll just be a deeper, you know, juicier kind of thing, not, not surface. So that's my desire here. And, and with the hopes that this will give you some uh, new way, a new perspective to look at this. So um, just the little facts, it went retrograde on January 30th. And it was at 25 degrees of, was it 25 or 26? 26 degrees of Aquarius. And it's gonna go backward. It's gonna move back to 11 degrees. So February 20th uh, in the evening on the Eastern Standard Time and Greenwich Mean Time, that would be early, right after midnight on February 21st, it'll be back at um, 11 degrees and it'll go forward uh, through Aquarius again. So um, why this is very important right now is um, especially now is because um, we've got a stellium of planets and I'm going to be talking about this in, in the next podcast or the one after um, because I'm going to actually have Katerina back <laughs> kind of jumping ahead of myself but but um, she and I just had the most outrageous chat the other day about um, oh it's just it, it, you know Katerina is just amazing cosmic uh, you know out of this world so you know of course we're going to have her talk during Mercury retrograde but she told me some really cool stories and I just feel like it would be a good example of of a very one very important thing to do during Mercury retrograde for all of us um, and especially in Aquarius so I'm going to save that for another conversation but just to say that um, you know uh, we, I, I just wanted to mention that the, I forgot what I was saying, but anyway, you know, we're going to be talking about, um, you know, a very, um, oh yeah, I was just saying about the, um, the stellium of planets. So we have a stellium, which means it's like three or more planets all very close together. So you think of it as like all these planets holding hands. They're all conjunct, one next to the other, next to the other. So if you can imagine, you know, five or six people walking forward, holding hands. It's, it's a powerful force, a force for change because it's an Aquarius, a force for future forward thinking, progressive um, ideals, visionary ideals, unique solutions, thinking outside the box, breaking with the past um, and embracing a more um, compassionate humanitarian future. That would be all like hallmarks of Aquarian um, energy. So we have the sun and Jupiter, Mercury, Venus, <clears throat> excuse me. And when the new moon comes along on February 11th, it's gonna join. So it'll be sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, uh, Jupiter, and Saturn, all six in Aquarius. And that's gonna be wild. And I already have my theories, which you have to tune in for another episode to hear them. I'm not gonna talk about it today. 
but they're pretty outrageous. So I have a very, very cool episode lined up too for you, one with Katerina and the other one with, um, and maybe we'll combine them both, have her on and talk about this um, outrageous um, stellium and new moon stellium Aquarius. But that even now, even though we were not at the new moon yet, <clears throat> we, um, we're already feeling it, but Mercury in Aquarius is kind of getting us ready for this, this um, you know, big, interesting showdown. So, um, but anyway, just to, to say that, um, you know, that's enough really about the facts. Um, and, and for those of you who might be new to astrology, you know, or, or just need a little refresher, when a planet goes retrograde, the sun and the moon never retrograde, but all the other planets do at some point. Mercury retrogrades around three times a year, sometimes four times a year. Um, they, this year, they're gonna, it's going to retrograde all in air signs, which is about the intellect and thinking. You know, the, um, and in, in Aquarius, it's again, you know, radical um, new ways of looking at things, very progressive and sometimes shocking too. You know, that can be an Aquarian um, keyword. But um, in the, in the uh, retrograde period, we it's literally from the Latin retro meanings, meaning um, backward and grade step. So it's literally step back. So when we, when a planet goes retrograde, the, the energy that that planet represents and the sign that it's in will give us pause. So it's an opportunity to, and this is what I really want to emphasize today. This is actually, it, it's a good thing. Now, the most unnerving planet of all to go retrograde would be Mercury. You know, I mean, I think we can all agree on that because Mercury rules the thinking mind, the logical mind. And when Mercury goes retrograde, it is, um, it can, you know, cause, of course, you know, as we, many of us know, you know, communication breakdowns, misunderstandings, uh, you know, saying the wrong thing, um, you know, the, things of that nature, mechanical breakdowns, Mercury rules, you know, mechanical objects and as well as communications and writing. So we have to be very careful when it's, it's like swimming upstream. You gotta make that extra effort when you're, you know, you can't hide under your bed and not go to work because Mercury is retrograde, right? You gotta deal with it. Um, but I, I have to say that um, when that planet is, so astronomically, when a planet is retrograde, what it does is it goes in prime, primary, there's it, all the planets move secondary motion, but the sun moves in primary motion. The sun moves in a counterclockwise fashion, okay? Um, so, no, sorry. <laughs> See, Mercury retrograde. <laughs> the sun moves clockwise. If you could imagine primary motion, the planets move in the other direction. So philosophically, um, and I don't know if I'm really quite got all this perfectly um, articulated because I'm, I'm still learning this. This is stuff I'm learning in my amazing nightlife astrology course, ancient astrology. But it, it, what I love about the course and what I love about Achita Baba is that he's giving us all this philosophy. So it's not just the nuts and bolts of astrology. You know, it's like, okay, I got that part. But I, what I love is the, the philosophy and the deep conversations that go with that and the deep meanings and the symbolism. So if the sun, the ancients looked at the sun as the cosmic, you know, the, 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 the god force, if you want to call it that, a divinity. So um, the, the planets, though, move in the opposite direction. So they move with like the, it's like the, the heavy, earth-laden 3D experience, you know. And 
when a planet retrogrades, it's going in the same direction as the sun for a brief period of time. In the case of Mercury, it goes retrograde for about 20 days. So the further out a planet is, the longer it's going to retrograde. So when we had Mars retrograde last uh, fall, it was about a good six weeks. And um, when Pluto's retrograde, God, it's about like half the year. It spends like five, six months in retrograde. So that's not a, such a big deal, right? Because it's just so slow moving and it's half the year. But we notice it more when with personal planets like Venus, Mars, and Mercury. So anyway, so when, but when Mercury is in that direct motion with the sun, when it's in retrograde, it's like, think of it like this. And this is where I want to really, you know, if I can leave you with one thing today, it would be looking at this as it's, it's sacred. It's moving with divinity. It's, it's letting go of the, the busy mind chatty, busy, busy ADHD, you know, Mercury's like poster child for like, <laughs> Right. And, and, and it's about letting go of those earthly associations. And it's moving into this very otherworldly place where we get to step back from the mundane, everyday concerns and uh, viewpoint and consciousness of the world. And it's now going in direction with the sun. So it has like the light. It's like the, the sun and the the light of the sun and the, the divinity aspect is what comes forth. So what that might look like is Mercury, um, you know, the divine mind. In the higher aspects, Mercury rules not just the thinking mind, but esoterically it would rule telepathy. It, you would say downloads, you know, <laughs> down, you know, you get this inspired thinking out of nowhere. Um, and so these are things that, that are really happening. And um, so you really want to take advantage of that. And I will say, you know, I spent many, many years of my life in, in my uh, 20s and 30s and uh, living in New York City. And of course, you know, Taipei capital of the world, Mercury, very at home there, right? Busy commerce, the, the center of the financial industry, the art world, the everything, right? Well, when Mercury went retrograde, I would... I mean, I'd absolutely go crazy when I would, I followed these things. And I, I remember just being so annoyed and upset and just wrecked when things wouldn't go my way. You know, I was like always efforting and pushing very, very type A. So it's taken me my whole life <laughs> since I left New York to like get rid of that way of thinking. So far, so good. But the, um, the whole notion of feeling like disruption is bad, you know, when, when you're so driven in that world, any disruption is, you know, it's just a cause for enormous paranoia and upsetment and, uh, you know, <laughs> sometimes rage. Um, and Mercury is a trickster and it's like, you know, he's gonna go retrograde whether you like it or not. So I had to learn to just, you know, as I got older, I had to be more accepting of everything in the world. And when things would set back and wouldn't go my way and, and, the, and the, the energy was, it was like, you know, the tide was out. It was not the time to push forward. So I used to have to just put up with it. And when, and you often hear people on the internet, you know, oh, Mercury, here it comes again. You know, oh my God, I have to get ready. I have to do this and I have to do that. And it's all this frenetic craziness. And I don't participate that in, in that anymore. So you know, if you're looking for me to say, you know, get all worked up, I mean, sorry to disappoint, but sorry, not sorry. I'm not going to do that. 
Um, and I really invite you to do that too. It's something um, I've come to see in, because, you know, in the beginning when, when Mercury starts to go into the shadow, which happened around the middle of January, I could, you could actually, the more in tune you become with these things, journal and observe, you can actually feel it. All of a sudden you mess something up or something's a little slow and like, oh, here it is, there it is. It's even in the shadow, right? As it's approaching the retrograde point. But the few days before it retrogrades, I'd say three days before, that's when it's the most intense. And then maybe a day or two after, it's like where the energy is kicked up. It's like making a U-turn and, um, and then it settles. And then you're in that groove, that really beautiful, quiet, sacred time where it's, it's just in this meditative space, you could say. And then as it finishes that, you know, around the 20th, so I would say give it like 16th, 17th, 18th of February, it'll, it'll start, it'll slow down and it'll start to, it's getting ready to turn direct, right? So make the U-turn back into the normal world, right? Coming out of meditation. And that's, that's again, really, that's the most difficult in those change points. And then, of course, it, it, it finds its way. It's like, you know, when you're waking up from a nap, you're not quite there. You're kind of like moving slowly, and then you kind of get into the groove, and it, and it moves on with the normal world. But in that space, that three-week sacred time, it's a time when things are revealed. And it's a very precious time because you see things from a very cosmic perspective, and that's what it can give us. So to be upset and angry and and um, you know, just pissy about what isn't working, really inviting you here to like try on what is working and to let go of this pushing and pushing, like you always have to make things happen. You don't. And let Mercury reveal its magic. It, you know, Mercury wants to show us some things that are not of this world. Remember, he's the messenger god. He goes in and out of the higher realms Right? He'd go up to Zeus and Mount Olympus and he'd get their me messages and then he would shapeshift and come down into earth and spread those messages far and wide. So he was the, the messenger and he knows how to move in, in different worlds. And so when he's up in that high world, it's like, go with him. Go, go to that higher world and see things from a different perspective that's not in the normal workaday, the mundane. You know, it's a really, so instead of putting up with it and surviving it, you know, how to survive Mercury retrograde, all this, I mean, it's, of course, you could be funny. I, I love to be funny about it and you can have jokes. I'm not saying it's be serious, but you don't need to get upset. It's just not necessary. So I'm just inviting you to like be with those upsets and be with those delays and just go, you know what, there's a reason for this. And it's really magical. One thing I notice is uh, people, regardless of whatever sign it's in, people from your past typically show up. You might surprise someone from your past or they might surprise you. It's already happened you know, for me several times. Uh, depending on what house it's occurring for you, um, you know, it's like if it's in your fifth house, you could have an old lover, an old romance, you know, somebody from your past show up. If it's in your sixth house, it could be a former coworker or um, you know, somebody who represents you know, somebody in a service industry or who you serve with or coworker, employee, um, that kind of thing. Uh, if it's in your seventh house, your ex-husband or ex-wife you know, <laughs> could show up. Um, 
you know, so again, it just depends on what area that where you would experience that revisiting. But the Mercury in the sign of Aquarius is, um, of course, Aquarius, you know, in ancient astrology, Aquarius, it, Saturn rules Capricorn and Aquarius. And in modern astrology, um, Aquarius is uh, ruled by Uranus. So you could say, look at Saturn and Uranus for clues, right? So they're kind of running the show of, of where to look and where you might see breakthroughs. Well, why this is important, Saturn and Uranus just so happened that Saturn is in the sign of Aquarius, right? It went in around the, the solstice in December and it's squaring Uranus. That's as, as I've shared before, this is the big deal uh, this year is the squares, which is coming up February 17th. It'll be exact, the squaring Saturn and Uranus, progress versus hanging on to the past. You know, this, this dynamic tension, it'll come up again in the middle of June, June 14th. And then like Christmas Eve, it'll come up again. It was third and final pass with that exact tight square. So it's these dynamic forces at work. So the Mercury retrograde in Aquarius is giving us a kind of, you know, hey, let, let's, let's see the mindset around this, around change. And I would say with Mercury retrograde in Aquarius, this might be, let's re-look re at, review and revisit our friends and people who are, are they, um, are they here for us? Are our friends, are they supportive of us? Many times Mercury retrograde is where relationships that haven't been working come to an end. You could say with Mercury retrograde in Aquarius, if you have friends or organizations or groups or group organizations that where you don't feel things are working out, um, it typically will come to an end. You know, friends, tribe, you know, connected groups of people. If things um, are not working out, it's a time to step back and go, okay, Let's take some, let's take a, some airspace here and really look on the inner. And what is it that I am, need to look at? What do I need to revisit in terms of, you know, progress? Uh, one of the things that, um, let's see my notes here. Um, I would say, uh, you know, and Aquarius also rules like hopes and wishes and dreams. So this is where you get to, we get to revisit these things. You know, what are my hopes, wishes, and dreams about my friends and my tribe and my group organizations or groups and connections and my peers, perhaps in like a career, you know, my, my professional peers, all of these various groups. There may be some kind of, um, Mercury wants to talk to us about that. I, I've had a very, very rich dream state in the last few days since Mercury went to uh, retrograde. I haven't, I've been dreaming kind of meh, on and off, on and off, but um, lately I've had really intense, like two really amazing dreams every night and I've been journaling them. So Mercury ruling communication, this is a good time to journal and journal your dreams, whether they're your dreams that you're dreaming at night when you sleep or just, and, or just your dreams. Like what is, what are your hopes and wishes and dreams? This is a good time to revisit them. What do you really want to do in this life? Uh, what kind of creative projects that would really make you feel so liberated and so expansive? What's that part of you that's really creative that really wants to let loose? You know, where, where can you break up um, stuck thinking, you know, Aquarius being a fixed sign 
let's revisit where we might have been stuck and, and fixated on something where it's not working. So those are those are some things to think about, uh, progressive ideas. So, um, and I would say too, the, um, you know, any, any kind of group or organization that doesn't feel, you don't feel liberated around, that is not really, um, that is holding you back, you know, this would be a time to revisit and revise and re renegotiate. Um, Mercury also rules contracts and commerce. So, um, and Aquarius very much about technology. So I would say, you know, revisiting tech agreements, uh, revisiting uh, our um, relationships with these things. So that's kind of just a, a different way to look at it. But like I said, I really want to emphasize the sacred part of it. And I had mentioned this before, and I'll just say it again, because, you know, so many of you are new listeners. Um, but if you go back to my podcast episodes, which I just did in um, Apple, like iTunes and Spotify and a number of other platforms, Star Sound Speaks, you can Google it there. But there were uh, previous Mercury retrograde episodes that I, you can just look it up in the title. Then I talk about um, this as, you know, using Mercury retrograde, you know, just in keeping your sense of humor. But I really feel like today's conversation is going a little deeper with that, with the, the sacredness of it. But I will say, and I mentioned this in a previous one about a year ago, um, there is a guru in India, Yogi Raj um, Gurunath Siddhanath, and he uh, created a Mercury Shivaling, and he has it in his ashram in India. So a Shivaling is like this, it's a, it's a you could say a monument to Shiva, it's, a, it's, a, it's this you know, monolithic, rounded, you know, um, it, you see them, they, they can make them as small and tiny, you know, for a desk, you could have one at 12 feet tall, you know, they're um, any size, but they're uh, sacred ceremonial objects, and it contains the power of Shiva, which is the destroyer, right, just destruction and renewal, right, that life is the passing of life and then the renewal. So um, Shiva, the Shiva Ling, he created one out of Mercury. Now, Mercury in its unrefined state is is poison right like you know you don't ever touch quicksilver you know you don't want to break a thermometer and get mercury on you right mercury poisoning bad thing but that's in its unrefined state when now i do not do this at home <laughs> he's a guru he's a yogi master <laughs> he took liquid mercury and shaped it for months and worked with prayer and Sanskrit and all the intentions and the mastery that he is and embodies. And he, what, what the enlightened masters can do is refine Mercury with his thoughts and prayers and his Siddhis powers. And it becomes, when, it's when Mercury is refined, then it actually becomes healing. So the poison becomes medicine, right? So that's a, that's a, a precept here. When you think about Mercury unrefined, the chatty mind, he put that shiveling there because it was like an antenna for the world to help reduce the chatty mind surface thinking of the planet. So if we can take a clue from that and go, wow, okay, silver, quicksilver, chatty mind, refined. So Mercury retrograde is like, let's leave behind that world, that busy thinking world, 
the chatty mind and let's just meditate and let's go deeper and let's see what comes up that sacred and pure and um, the thoughts and again you know on higher plane telepathy you know what messages can we receive from higher dimensions that maybe aren't available to us because we're so busy working and doing and running around something to think about so yeah so that just to think of mercury in a different way rather than oh my god here comes mercury retrograde right there's a, there are deeper levels here that we can engage with that will really turn turn it all around for us and give us a whole new dimension of engagement so that's my invitation to you is to you know take that on use this time wisely and use it in its sacred manner there's always there's a time and a place for everything and there are, it's built into our very into nature into our reality that we're not all go 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 we definitely have to take that time to step back and the planets reflect that you know in from the apparent motion on earth it looks as if of course it's not going backward it's just relative to us standing on earth it looks as if the planet goes backward having to do with orbital speed and as it catches up it's just you know the slower moving planet faster moving planet you know just like wheels on a highway you see a that you're passing, you're going faster and their wheels look like they're spinning backwards, but again, just an optical illusion. But this is all part of nature to see these things. And to, so when we engage and work with those currents, rather than being suffering and trying to survive them, you know, it wasn't designed for that. So let's go with the flow and be in that design and embrace that sacred time of Mercury retrograde in Aquarius. So Aquarius rules the future, it rules progressive, uh, liberated thinking, you know, so this is a great time for us to revisit where have we been stuck in our thinking, where are we so rigid that we think that change has to look like this, that sometimes we end up, we get so focused and rigid on liberation that you end up being dogmatic, you know, and you end up being rigid, <laughs> it's like you're trying to free yourself, but then you end up, you know, so ooh, it can get crazy. So anyway, let's see, what else do I have? Yeah, I think that's just, that's the gist of what I wanted to share. Um, definitely this is, a, use this time, you know, in that, and then just, you know, leave your comments below. Let me, you know, how are you doing with this? What kind of dreams are you having? I'm seeing dreams, um, that and it's always when you're if you have a dream at night wake up keep a i would recommend keep a journal and a pencil by your uh, bedside so you can reach for it easily because you know how quickly those things can often slip out and write down everything uh, because typically what i find is that if you wait you can often doesn't um, you don't remember a lot later and you only remember one or two things but if you go back and read what you wrote in the middle of the night. You're like, oh my God, that's right. Oh gosh, yeah, there was this whole other piece. So it's really rich because the universe is giving us clues. So we want to, you know, make sure that we have all that information. But I, I, I saw one, um, one image I saw was about my direction in life and about being staying on course and don't allow myself to drift. So um, I, that was the one, I think it was last night or the night before I had that, I was like on a ship going through ocean water or just, just a large body of water it was at night and there's just this little light on land 
and, and this man who was like in the, it was like the cockpit. It was like a small cockpit, like, like it was on an aircraft, but it was actually a boat ship. And just stay the course and just keep your eye on the light and don't allow yourself to drift. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll just daydream, you know, it's like, oh. It's like, no, no, even the slightest little thing of taking yourself off course, the boat started to drift way over. And it's like, then I had to like steer and I was constantly steering the boat like a tiller, you know, like on a sailboat. And so the tiller, your moment to moment, it's always going off course and your moment to moment, you have to keep moving forward and keep, um, keep that center path and don't let yourself drift. Don't drift over there. Don't drift over here. Stay in the middle. Keep your focus on that light. It was like a light on land, you know, that I was like head toward that light. Stay focused. That was really powerful. And um, I also, <laughs> little joke here, I don't know why, and I have to figure, you know, there was, I looked down in the dream and there was this videotape, the old videotape, the, for those of us that were, you know, born before 1985, um, <laughs> there were these three quarter inch videotapes that we were the industry standard when I worked on Madison Avenue, we'd get interviews with clients, you know, and we'd get them on these, and there was the broadcast quality three quarter inch videotape, I can still see them, big clunky boxy things. Of course, now everything's, you know, audio file like that, you know, electronic file, but these clunky plastic boxes. And one of them was sitting there in the cockpit of this ship I was steering. And so it's interesting because with Mercury retrograde in Aquarius, Aquarius rules technology. So it was kind of like saying, hey, look, you know, look at your old outdated technology, your, the tools that you're using maybe to navigate, you know, metaphorically. Uh, these need an update. <laughs> it's like, okay, I got that. So on a practical level, if you've got to um, <laughs> throw out your old technology, um, if you have, <laughs> you have a VCR player, <laughs> okay, 1990s, it's okay to toss things. Mercury retrograde is always good for cleaning out closets. You may find yourself compelled like, oh God, I started cleaning and I haven't done that in so long. And it feels really good. So get rid of things that are totally outdated, that aren't uh, future, if it's not fitting your new future self, like forget about it. So um, anyway, just to, just to share that. Um, hopefully I can get Katerina back very, very shortly and we're, she's gonna tell us some cool stories that are very apropos for Mercury retrograde in Aquarius. This is the unusual, the, there was a, she not unwittingly, you know, started sharing some stories and I realized, oh my God, that's so Mercury in Aquarius, like these, these stories that were so unusual, that were so, so from another world and has to do with cleaning, cleaning out things, cleaning out closets and old things out of your life. And so I guarantee you, you will, <laughs> this is a new way of <laughs> the things you think about when you throw things out. It's more than what you realize. I'll just leave you with that. So We'll have her on very shortly, and uh, and then we're gonna, you know, my my uh, conversation about this this new moon, man. I'm just really jazzed about, and I'm gonna be um, talking about a particular book, which is one of my favorite books. That are, wrap that all up. So um, anyway, I oh I hear yes yes ma'am. I'm I'm not a podcast host. I'm a slave to a cat. You know what can I say? <laughs> it's a cat thing. Yes, dear. It's Toby. You remember Toby? I'm coming. I already fed you, but let's not even go there. Um, so anyway, um, that's all for now. Um, let me know how you're doing Mercury retrograde and any new 
stunning, shocking, amazing, you know, download futuristic insights that might be landing in your mind. You know, that's, this is a ripe time for that. Some genius thinking that can just cosmically download into your brain from another direction or another, another dimension. So, um, you know, be on the lookout for that. Embrace change, yay. And uh, yeah, so that's all for now. And um, so many, so grateful to have you all here and to um, be in service. And if anything I can help you with, if you have any questions about this or any topic, please, you know, send a, put a little comment down below or send me an email, Irliana at starsoundastrology.com. Um, love to hear from you all. Very, really grateful. So, okay, blessings, dear friends. Namaste. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks. Starts on astrology. Have a great day. Bye for now. <laughs>